Poor people don't have anything good to say. Hate against white Australians is real. And book reviews are for reviewers and not authors for the umpteenth and 50th time. Book Threads is the wild, wild west. And I am here for all of it in this weekend special of Suri Reads. Thank you so much for stopping by. Well, welcome to another weekend special of Suri Reads. This week, we are going to delve into the community that is book threads. Now, for those who do not know, Instagram as a way of answering the call for something different or better than Twitter, um, decided to create threads. I want to say last year, definitely a few months ago, they're still fairly new. And the purpose of creating this social media site was so that it could be Twitter without being Twitter. But let me tell you, everyone from Twitter came over to threads and it is Twitter 2.0 in the book world. And I am laughing. I'm not even going to act like I'm not. So I have three... um, This is going to be hilarious. Let's just get started with something that Michael LeBron said. And I will leave all of the uh, people that I got this week's quotes from um, in the show notes because I want to give them proper credit and I want you to go and follow them on book threads. Um, Yeah, let's let's support each other. And so um, this quote comes from Michael LeBron. And he says, I heard we are being controversial on threads today. So I thought I'd return for the fun. You ready? Indie books compete in every single category that doesn't boil down to who has more money in their budget. And the only reason y'all won't read them is because you subconsciously agree that poor people have nothing to offer. And so for those who need a little context behind what Michael is saying, there is this crazy thing going around um, book Twitter as well as book threads now that those who publish their books independent of traditional publishers um, do so because they just can't make it in the uh, traditional publishing sector. This is the furthest thing from the truth. There are a number of reasons why you would choose to be an indie writer or an indie author. That's what they call them. They call them indie authors. Um, you know, for one thing, I, I would say, um, you maybe you want to tell your story without interruption. Those who have been published by traditional means know that the story that you initially present to the publisher gets worked and reworked and reworked again so that it could fit their narrative. And there's nothing wrong with that. We get it. It's a business and you are appealing to the audience um, that you feel would make you the most money. But here's the thing. Some authors feel strong in their convictions that, you know what, what I've written, the storyline that I have, that's what I want to put out into the world. So instead of going through 
all of the extra that comes with traditional publishing in that arena, they say, you know what, I'm just going to publish it myself. I'm going to I'm going to be an independent publisher. That speaks nothing to their ability to write. That speaks um, to their unwillingness to allow people to come in and make their story what they don't want it to be. But you have these book snobs, and I don't say that as a compliment because I'm a book snob, but this level of uh, snobbiness is, is one that says, you know, unless you are traditionally published, then you don't have anything to say. And I just, I think that's so gross. And that's exactly what Michael is <laughs> speaking to because independent uh, publishers or independent authors, rather, you know, they have a budget that is not uh, akin to the traditional public sector. They don't necessarily have six figures um to spend on you know the the marketing and all of these other things and so that's another reason why people are like well let's just avoid them because you know it's not going to be that good because did they hire an editor and what type of editor you get what you pay for and this is what michael is speaking to um you know writers who are on a budget indie authors who are on a budget people write them off simply because they're on a budget and they feel like you know well you're quote unquote poor and I'm not interested in what you have to say that's what Michael is saying in his book thread and you know what a big part of me agrees with what he's saying it is definitely controversial he came to the the thread to start some mess and he was successful because he's speaking truth if you broaden that beyond the book community and the publishing community when have when does society ever give ear to people who are considered as poor as impoverished you know, it's like in a capitalist society, your voice is only as big as your wallet. And I I know that's not right. And so Michael is calling us out and saying, you know what, for the love of everything that's holy and right and true and pure, let's start listening to one another and let's stop looking at the pocketbooks and the checkbooks and how much money you have. Because to be frank, and Michael's not saying this, I'm saying this, to be frank, a lot of people who have a whole lot of money don't have a whole lot of insightful things to say. The most wisdom that I have gotten in life that has stayed with me can I be real it has come from people who don't have a lot and it's come from them I believe because they have tapped into the fact that life is about more than material possessions and because life is about more than material possessions we have to dig deeper we have to go deeper and it's a journey that we all have to commit ourselves to and when I'm finished committing myself to this journey I don't have time to look at you and to determine what you're not doing right because I only have enough time for myself Michael didn't say that but these 
are the things that people who did not have a big bank account have taught me and they have stayed with me and they remain with me. So let's open our eyes and our ears to everyone and let's stop looking at how much money people have and saying that you can't speak to me unless you have this amount of money. You're going to miss your blessing that way. All right. And so in response to Michael's uh, thread of mess, someone said, I see nothing wrong with this entire statement and I totally agree. Have you ever been willing to just risk it all in the name of principle? I mean, like, you're just like, I don't even care if this costs me everything. I'm just going to say it. If you have, then you may be able to relate to Susan Horman. She is the owner of Robinson's Bookshop in the greater Melbourne area. This is in Australia. She took ownership of the shop or the bookstore in 2007, and it is a family-owned establishment. And so I don't know how it is in Australia, but here in the United States, independent bookstores are, it's a struggle, you know, we have Barnes and Noble, there's Amazon, I call it the great forest now. And people can just get things cheaper, especially books, they can just get them cheaper. And so it is so hard for independent family owned bookstores to survive. Okay. Like I said, I don't know how it is in Australia, but that's how it is in the United States. So with it being so difficult for them to survive, what you find is that independent bookstore owners in the United States don't go out, typically don't go out of their way to run away business because it's already hard enough and I don't want to make it even more difficult for myself. Well, maybe it's not like that in in Australia because Susan took to social media I feel like she took to Twitter but I saw it um, it was shared by Damon Young who later um, deleted it but you know I took a photo um, and Damon shared it on book threads and I just want to read what Susan wrote she wrote it was three posts books we don't need hate against white Australians Socialist agenda, equity over equality, diversity and inclusion, read as anti-white exclusion, left-wing government propaganda, basically the woke agenda that divides people, not, what is this? Oh, not stocking any of these in 2024. So she said, girl, I'm not even going to stock these in my bookstore. Then she goes on to say, what's missing from our bookshelves in store? Um positive male lead characters of any age any traditional nuclear white family stories kids picture books with just white kids on the cover no one else just the white kids and no wheelchair no wheelchair she she just wrote that rainbow and or indigenous art so no wheelchair no rainbow or indigenous art 
no indigenous, uh, non-indigenous Australian history. So she wants non-indigenous Australian history. She wants that. So I am advocating for a substantial shift in the focus of Australian publishers to be in line with public opinion and requests for books and for what is good. Exclamation point. We aren't going to stock books that intend to cause harm and make Australians hate each other. Susan, Susan, Susan. So there's a few things that she says here that makes me go wowzer. She wrote that and hit click, clicked publish. You know, first off, she says that the woke agenda, and I really wish, oh my, can I just, uh, let me just take a minute to rant. Please stop using woke. Please, you all are not using it right. And it's just really starting to get on my nerves. And and it's just, it's, it's gotten to the point of being ridiculous. You cannot change the definition of a term to your liking that already has a definition. It's just, it's annoying me at this point because I'm tired of hearing that. Oh my goodness, the woke this, the woke that. Do you, you don't even know what it means because you're not using it correctly. Stop using woke. Please and thank you. So anyway, she says basically the woke agenda that divides people. It, I find it interesting that she's talking about division and how this agenda, quote unquote agenda, is working to divide people while she is advocating for the traditional white no, I'm sorry, traditional nuclear white family stories. That's all she wants. Um, kids, picture books with just white kids. That's not divisive. You, you don't want any other person, just the white kids. That's all you want. And the thing that like gets me is that this this lady wrote this and, and clicked send. She did. She She wrote it and put it out in the world. Um, you read things like this. I read things like this in this day and age and, and say, you know what, Th this has to be a joke, but I know it isn't. Um, it's just, it's a shame. And it's like someone like this owns a bookstore, a bookstore that, you know, you can pick up one of those books that you're selling and you can read it. The purpose, I keep saying this because it's true. Books are bridges and they allow you to read someone else's perspective that you don't understand and and they allow that person to explain themselves without interruption. Some of the conversations that I have had, and I don't want to put it like that, but some of the things that I've learned from reading books could never be conversations between people, you know, with the one on one one on one thing because some of the things that I've read have been so controversial that it's like, oh, I need a full explanation for what you were saying and what you meant and all of that because and, and it couldn't have been a thing that that could have it couldn't have been a conversation that we had, you know, me and the person who wrote it. This is why I enjoy one of the reasons why I enjoy books, because I can read your argument and you can get it out uninterrupted and I can understand what you're saying. And you don't have to feel rushed. You don't have to feel rushed. You don't have to feel like, oh, I didn't get that out. You know, if you feel like you didn't get everything out, well, that's why you come back with a part two of a book. And for Susan, a bookstore owner, to say, 
we don't need that. We don't need that level of understanding. It's like, why? Why are you even in the business, ma'am? It's a family-owned business, but I don't know. I'm not. I'm not gonna. You know, I'm not gonna advocate for her to to close down her shop because I don't believe in that. I appreciate small businesses, but I really wish that she would not have um, posted this. And I talked about this before. Um, Jay Moss is a, a gospel recording artist, and there's a song that he has out. It says, everybody ain't got a word. And in the song, he says, it was talking about false prophets in the church and beware of them, you know, because everybody ain't got a word. And he says, one thing I know in the song, he says, one thing I know, God ain't talking that much. If it's not from him, then keep that word to yourself. I'm going to apply that to this. Not saying, you know, it's not even about, oh, well, you're saying, what if she don't believe in God? That's not what I'm talking about. Keep this word to yourself. Some things just are not meant to be said. And I, I, I really feel strongly that Susan should have just, she should have just kept this to herself because um, Robinson's, I didn't even know it existed. But now that I do, and sometimes I do appreciate buying internationally if I'm able to, uh, that would not be a bookstore that I'm supporting because I really appreciate uh owners and just people in general who have an open mind about things um, because that's the only way that we can learn from one another if we come with an openness and a willingness to hear the next person and not shut someone out in the name of I don't want it to be divisive but the reality is that you are divisive and you don't want to get your feelings hurt and you don't want to be offended but you're all right with offending everyone else I don't like things like that so in any case as I said earlier book threats is wild and uh yeah yeah uh Robinson's bookshop in the greater Melbourne area has spoken Our final book thread uh, dumpster fire comes from Autumn Coffer. Now, Autumn Coffer is a um, author. She wrote Courting Fate, Kingdom of Forgotten Curses, and she's also an avid reader. Um, and she shared a video clip of another author who expressed her discontent with the people who rate books below or give books less than a three-star rating. Now, I want to make this abundantly clear. Autumn Coffer is not the author who's speaking in the video clip or in the audio that I'm getting ready to share. She is sharing what another author feels. This is actually from TikTok, but Autumn shared it on book threads to make a point that, um, to make a point that, you know, People should be able to rate books however they feel. I am going to let you listen to what this author from TikTok has to say. And please, 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 please pardon the profanity. I am not an advocate for profanity, but I'm playing this clip today because 
Um, I can't describe what this person says in words. I just can't put it in words, so I'll let her say it. Okay, so here we are, the TikTok author who is making her rounds on both book threads and I saw this on Twitter as well. Okay, here we go. If you are rating books lower than a three, you are the asshole. Let me tell you why. I have been writing this book, my book, for like... I don't know, three, four months now. I'm like hundreds of thousands of words in, 120,000. It is so motherfucking hard. And if someone has not only written, but also edited and published a book, minimum three stars. I don't care how much you hate it. Give it three stars because those authors deserve it. It is hard motherfucking work. Okay, so um, I understand what what the author from TikTok is saying. Um, do I agree with it? Absolutely not. Um, and because I I feel like um, people should be able to rate the book however they felt, and not everyone is going to like or appreciate your work. And that's something as an artist, as a creative, that you have to settle with. And you have to take it for what it is. Now, Autumn responded to that video clip and says, OMG, one day, one day without this nonsense. By the way, reviews are for readers. And then um, <laughs> she gave a warning about the foul language because she shared the actual video clip on book threads. And the response to this um is is it comes from authors it comes from readers who are just like this lady is bananas uh on book threads um someone says why 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 did she do this to herself another said uh reviews ratings are for readers to help other readers i don't know why some authors think like this um and then someone else says please tell me she got blasted for this on tiktok and another um, person who's an author says, this is ridiculous. Re reviews aren't participation trophies. I've never heard it like that. Um, and then someone says, you know what? This has to be rage bait. Um, and, you know, I, I think that reviews are a great tool that authors can use if they are interested in learning how their story landed with the public. So I don't think that they are just for readers per se. I think that if you're sensitive as an author and you feel like, you know, you're being attacked, um, personally attacked because someone didn't like the story that you put out, then yeah, you should stay away from ratings. That's the same is true for people who put things out and, and they're like, oh my God, people are commenting. Turn off the comments because, you know, there's always going to be something with an someone with an opinion. Um, but if you are an author who is always looking to learn and you're like, well, I want to see how my story landed with the public, Honestly, I think that reading reviews would be good for you um, because you could see, okay, well, what are ways to improve? If they felt like it didn't come across, um, then that's something that I want to improve on because I really want to convey 
what's in my heart. Um, I definitely think that I disagree with the whole notion of reviews are just for readers. If you didn't come to that conclusion by what I just said, I don't agree with that fully. I think that reviews are for readers and authors, but I don't think that it is for, they are for authors who are, um, I hate to say it this way, but fragile. If you, and, and I don't mean that as a jab. Um, because people, creators are sensitive about their things. And so, but if you are sensitive to the degree where you can't really take criticism in, in the headspace that you're in, then maybe just sit out the whole, uh, reading reviews thing. And, and it's not a bad thing to sit that out. You know, it's not. You, you, as the author said, you know, you put a lot of work, a lot of blood, sweat and tears into it. And you just really want everyone to like what you put out. And, and that's not always the case because we live in a world that is very different and very opinionated. All right. So I want to thank you for joining me this weekend for Sari Reads the Weekend Special. I will see you again on Wednesday. And I'm going to talk about the books that I am so excited for this month or in February. So February is right around the corner. And I'm going to talk about the books that I am so excited uh, for and that's going to be the show on Wednesday. I hope that you come back for that. And I hope that you find yourself in a bookstore, in a library, somewhere, anywhere where books are king. All right. I'll see you next time. Bye.